0: Parents Rights Now, a production of Parents Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 Public school students. Visit our website, ParentsRightsInEd.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Alaska, Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Maine, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Virginia, Washington State, Wisconsin, and something new Australia. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, it's Thursday, April 28th, and the week's almost over. Tomorrow's Friday. Actually, you know, I I really prefer Mondays. I don't know about you, but I love the beginning of a new week. And, uh, you know, tackling those things that we didn't, we weren't able to accomplish last week and, and then jumping into new challenges. Uh, that's what I'm all about, new challenges. And, and today we're going to be hearing about something that is, it's just going to blow your mind. It. it uh, frequently I say to myself, have we lost our minds? Well, I don't think the people I'm talking to have, and I don't think I have either. So what I'm going to share with you uh, will be an eye-opener if you haven't heard about it yet. Wow. So here we go. Oregon. You know, it's hard to believe that people like this have actually been elected to office. But Oregon schools are now implementing the new Menstrual Dignity Act that was passed last year. And this act requires tampons in boys' bathrooms. Oregon Democrats were forced are forcing public schools to distribute menstruation products in boys bathrooms. I believe that's a, a waste of taxpayer dollars. Uh, you think? And really, do we need to be telling people about what to do about menstruation? I mean, this is this this is as old as man having a menstrual cycle. Every girl goes through this. Now, boys don't. If you do not have a uterus and a vagina, you you will not menstruate. That's it. End of story. You would think end of story, but oh no, not in Oregon. In 2021, the Democrat-controlled Oregon legislature and Governor Kate Brown signed into law an Oregon House Bill number 3294, and it is known as the Menstrual Dignity Act. It requires that menstruation products such as sanitary napkins or pads and tampons be made available to all public school students in all public school bathrooms, including those for boys. And as of last month, The Department of Education is requiring schools to install these dispensers. This is what the Portland Public Schools said in their letter to the PPS community. We want to offer an update on Portland Public Schools' implementation of the Oregon Menstrual Dignity Act, signed into law in 2021 by Kate Brown. The law requires public schools to offer free menstrual products to all students. PPS is taking a phased approach to the law, and during the 21-22 year, the district placed free accessible menstrual products in female and all-gender restrooms located in comprehensive high schools. Oh, so they first started in the high schools. They go on. Starting next year, 22 to 23, products will be available in all restrooms, male, female, and all gender, in every PPS building where education occurs. Okay, so to ensure timely compliance, PPS ordered 500 dispensers. They have been installed in all elementary and middle school girls' restrooms, More will be installed in all remaining bathrooms, including boys' restrooms, next year. Instructions for how to use tampons and pads will be posted in all bathrooms. So beyond providing products, this program reminds us that all PPS schools must provide education on growth, development, and puberty that includes menstrual health. Additionally the health and adapted physical Ed- education team is providing all K through 12 schools with basic lessons around the four pillars of menstrual dignity including privacy inclusivity access and education this education like all PPS growth and development lessons is always positive, taught without shame, and is accessible to students of all genders and all abilities. We understand that this may be new for some students in some grades. This is why we felt it was especially important that we share the details of this program with you. We encourage parents to have conversations with their students at home about menstruation, menstrual products, sexuality, and health. This program will be implemented best if we work in partnership to reduce shame and stigma around menstruation and help all students address basic physical needs in order to remove barriers to their overall education. So I guess my question to you guys is what is this really about? Is it about this huge, massive problem that young girls who are entering puberty uh, do not have the resources they need? Aren't school nurses prepared if a girl starts her period and she's not prepared for it? Does the legislature have to step in and make sure that schools provide this in every single restroom, including boys? Now, anyone who has... um, experienced uh, puberty and living life as a woman knows that your menstrual cycle is just that. It is a cycle. And so you have to plan ahead uh, to be prepared. That's it. It's really not a challenging, um, horrific, and embarrassing thing. But there is an aspect to it that requires respect, and modesty. As, as a young girl, I never was ashamed of having a menstrual cycle. It was what my body did. There, I had no control over it. I had to deal with it. And I certainly wouldn't have gone to the Washington State Legislature and demanded that they pay for my personal hygiene products. Well, of course, they see themselves as being uh, social service agencies. We know that, but I think I think this is really not about menstrual cycles. I think it is about establishing something into law right, regarding the uh, ideology called transgender, and so by doing this, they once again are creating. False validity for a lie. Let me read some information to you that comes from the Menstrual Dignity for Students Toolkit. And this is produced by the Oregon Department of Education, March 2022. They have an extensive table of contents, uh, which includes a variety of, uh, of information. Okay, so it talks about uh, this program offers an antidote to the common narratives that say menstruation is something deserving of embarrassment and shame. So they feel like that's their responsibility to, is to address this shame aspect. It's simply a biological process, which of course we agree for people who ovulate, People who ovulate, which are women, hello, through negative cultural messaging often leads young people to believe otherwise. Okay, so they did a survey. And when you survey children, minors, then the surveys are never very accurate uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, But they state that 80% of teens feel it is a negative association with menstruation and that they are gross or unsanitary. Hmm. That sounds just like something a teenager would say, doesn't it? Now, these attitudes combined with a lack of understanding around menstrual health and a lack of access to menstrual products can result in in experiences that can impact a student's mental and physical health as well as student attendance. I think they're cooking something up here i just i can't I just don't buy it. It's absolute ridiculous and you know, and if adults buy into these things, students are going to uh you know take it on as a mantle of um what of oppression right they're 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 gonna buy into it certainly they will if the adults that they're around are pandering to to uh something like this. Okay, so they stated that many students who testified before the Oregon House Committee on Education described how these experiences had led to negative and long-lasting impacts on their academic success and experiences at school. They're cooking up, you know, cooking up a um, an argument here. Quote, it was my first PSAT day. So she was just going to start taking her tests for college entrance. Now, this is a woman who is going off to college to a four-year higher ed. Uh, She's going to pay a lot of money for that. I hope she has a lot more responsible. She's a lot more responsible than she indicates here in her testimony. She says, we were instructed to leave all of our belongings at home. Wow. She took that completely literally. Did she go there naked? She said, I did not know I was going to be on my period that day. Well, if she used a calendar, she probably knew it was getting close, at least, right? She said, I bled through my pants and all over the seat in an unfamiliar classroom. Well, it wouldn't have mattered if it was familiar or unfamiliar, right? Oh, and with a male teacher I had never even seen before. Well, if she had seen him before, so what? Luckily, he let me go to the bathroom. Well, in that case, I would instruct my daughter to just get up and walk out and take care of herself. Wow, where I was reminded that we do not have tampons or pad dispensers. Oh my goodness gracious, what to do? I roamed the empty hallways while blood dripped down my legs and onto the floor. Such drama. I asked probably 10 random girls until I was able to find someone with a tampon. I would think she'd be embarrassed by that, that she was unprepared. I couldn't help but think how much my PSAT scores would be affected by my absence, and how much easier the situation would have been if I could have taken care of my business right there in the bathroom. This wasn't the first time either. Well, obviously, she isn't ready to go off to college, is she? If she can't manage her own hygiene. The toolkit goes on to say that that, uh, they outline requirements and recommendations for program implementation that holds student equity and menstrual dignity at the center so that all students have the opportunity for safe, dignified self-care. And it was developed in partnership with toolkit contributors listed below. This toolkit was created... In partnership with the ODE Menstrual Dignity Advisory Group, the Office of Representative Vicki Ruiz, the Oregon Department of Education Sexuality Education Steering Committee, the Oregon Department of Education Office of Indian Education, the Oregon Health Authority Adolescent and School Health Program, and all the students and community members who testified in support of this bill during legislative session. Oregon Department of Education will update the toolkit with more resources as they are created. If you need additional support, please reach out to the ODE Menstrual Dignity email address listed here. And it goes on. Centering student equity and access, the four pillars of menstrual dignity. Now, this is where it gets crazy, guys. Privacy. Well, I believe 100% in privacy. Privacy includes having safe private spaces where students can access menstrual products. Well, they can bring their own, can't they? And instructions for how to use them. Aren't there instructions on the product? Can't these kids read? Trash receptacles for private disposal. Haven't they always had those? This means students self-determine when they need to access products and what products they choose and where they are safe to use them and how to take care of their own bodily functions with dignity. Now, the next one. Inclusivity. That means including, affirming, and honoring differences in how communities learn about, access, and make decisions about health. Hmm, that sounds kind of confusing. Oh, but there's more. This means that transgender, intersex, non binary, and two spirit students need to be affirmed in their access. To products. Okay, help me out here. If a boy, a biological boy, is transitioning to identify as a girl, will he have a uterus and vagina and actually have a period? And by the way, If he does have access to the girl's bathroom, because he is identifying as a girl, then he would have access to the products in the girl's bathroom. Oh, now I get it. The products are needed in the boy's bathroom for the girls who are transitioning to be boys. But if they have the female body parts to have a period, a menstrual cycle, then doesn't that prove that they actually are women and not boys? But if they're taking cross-sex hormones, then that will stop their period. That is a medical fact. I don't see any of this, uh, talked about in the information from the Department of Education. Here's the information regarding gender affirming language. Refer to menstruation without calling in gender in order to be gender affirming for trans, non-binary, and two-spirit students. Emphasize physiology during puberty education more broadly. Use menstruating students instead of girls. Use menstrual products instead of feminine hygiene products. Explain someone with a uterus and ovaries may begin to menstruate instead of girls may begin to menstruate during puberty. Use gender-inclusive students, folks, everyone, learners, or they, them, instead of boys and girls, or he or she when referring to students. Use open words like most or typical or another instead of binary, opposite or normal or other. But this is what I think. I think, I think this is over the top. I think it will lead to more demands. Demands of the transgender community uh, for false eyelashes, so that they feel better about themselves. Free wigs. Treatment, such as facial hair removal, makeup, you name it. Lipstick. What else? What else do these students need to feel affirmed? This his parents' rights. Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Oh, and one last thing. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. You know, we have ongoing expenses every month and we're growing, growing like crazy. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. They can uh, ask people in their various states to contribute. So you might want to consider that if there is a chapter in your state, uh, you can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And pre keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events, and we encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. And um, anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, org. Thanks much.